Welcome to the Showbiz Podcast with Robert Rabia and Joey Coley-Sari. This week's guest, Antonio Sabato Jr. Part one of our two-part American special. Please enjoy part one of our two-part American special. In this episode, we interviewed American actor slash model Antonio Sabato Jr., who shot to fame after appearing in Janet Jackson's Love Will Never Do Without You music video, and a worldwide modeling campaign for Calvin Klein. Since then, Antonio has gone on to star in a number of films and television shows, including Earth 2, General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, Melrose Place, Charmed, and the big hit opposite Mark Wahlberg, Lou Diamond Phillips, and Christina Applegate. Sabato also garnered critical acclaim for his performance in Drifter, which won him a Best Actor Award at the Beverly Hills Film Festival. With a film slated for release, One Nation Under God, Antonio Sabato Jr. took some time out to join us on the Showbiz Podcast. Firstly, thank you, Antonio, for answering our questions. Our first question. What inspired you to be an actor? There's many reasons why. One of them is obviously my father was an actor and I grew up in the acting world in Italy. My father made over 70 movies and was a big inspiration to me. Um, I guess it's in the blood and the DNA. I've always loved movies. I've always loved watching movies, especially in the American movies, um, American productions, classics, musicals, westerns. Action movies. Steve McQueen was one of my favorite actors. Marlon Brando, of course, Robert Redford, um, and a bunch of other ones. I mean, I grew up watching classic films. Uh, It was a passion of mine as a little boy to watch movies from beginning to end and to especially watch the scenes that were left in English, um, especially in the musicals when Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire would start singing and dancing. I love the language, I love the way that um, these productions would just take you elsewhere and make you feel um, like you were invincible. Uh, there were some films that were truly inspiring, like Streetcar and Desire, obviously The Godfather. Any films in the 70s was, was, was huge. As a little boy, I remember watching The Godfather and fell in love with it. Fell in love with Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, and the rest of the cast, Robert Duvall, you name it. Uh, I wanted to do what they did. I wanted to do what my dad did. I wanted to make movies as, as you know, as, as young as I can remember. I mean, really, uh, I was a little boy, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Some way or another, I was going to be on a movie set, and I was going to be performing something. Um, I really enjoyed um, the whole process as a little boy. Uh, I enjoyed experiencing and, 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 and watching these new productions being aired on TV or in movie theaters and always ask the questions, how did they do it? How did they make it? What goes on in these films? You know, obviously I asked my father a lot, but my father really kept his business away from um, from me. He was very overprotective. He always cared about his family more than anything. And this business could be good, but it also could be bad. But later on, I found out that uh, he was doing the right thing. And it only made me a better actor, a stronger actor. Um, and so there it goes. Movies is in my blood. How do you prepare for a role? 
How do I get ready for a role? Well, basically, the first time I read a script, I step away as the actor. I'm just reading it as the reader, as the fan, as someone who's excited about reading something for the first time. After I read it a few times, I start making notes from beginning to end and all the way around, putting as much information as I can about my personal issues with the script, with the character, my attachment with the character, things I like and don't like about the character, and so forth. I start writing all the things that I relate to this character, personal things, things that are deep inside of me, things that make me. After that, I go into the second phase, which is really getting involved with the character as the arc, right? So from A, B, and C, and D, how and why I am doing these things as the actor and so forth. My relationship with all the cat with all the characters in the script, my relationship with the scenery, the place, the time and place, the history, the city, the weather, the sun, the moon, everything about that particular story from beginning to end, how and why and where, and so forth. So you're investigating everything as much as you can. The more information you bring the better it will be. So you're building the pillars for your characters from the ground up. And you're building it and you're building it to the point where you're so comfortable and you know it in your blood, you know it in your heart, and you know exactly everything, historically everything about the character and his relationships with everyone. That's stage two, right? Stage three is really involving yourself with what happened before the script started. So then it becomes more of a, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's more of an in, internal search of yourself. What would happen before the script even started? The backstory, as they call it. Everything that happened beforehand, from beginning to now. Then the stage four is what is happening after the script is over? Says you got to keep going. You got to create this whole thing and make it a full circle. Beginning, middle, which is a script, which is what you're telling now, what's happening today, and what would happen later. Why do I do that? Is because I create so much information about the character that I make it so comfortable for me to know everything about it. And the more investigating and the more research you do, then when you look at the words, they become you and you become them. And so it's a complete package that helps you in the long run. What role would you like to play and why? What role would I like to play and why? Well, there's many. I mean, from comic book heroes, obviously, I'm a big fan of Batman. That's something that uh, I've always been associated with. And just with me, since a, since a little boy, I, I've always loved the character of Batman, of Bruce Wayne. So... That would be something special for me to play. But besides that, I love westerns. I love action films. I love dramas. I love comedies. I love romance. Um, I love stories that really make you a better actor. You know, um, as an actor, you don't have always the choice of making great films. You don't know, and sometimes you got to take films that you might 
not be too happy about. It's just the life of an actor. But when you get something that you can really put your teeth into it and you know that it's coming together, like the film that I did that's coming out, One Nation Under God, then it's a special venture. Then you see yourself as something, as a, as a complete, complete uh, 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 team from the script, from the writers, and everything else. It all comes together. Um, it's a great experience when you find that project that uh, you know in your heart is going to be something spectacular. And then when you put your heart and soul into it and you walk away from something like that, it's something that uh, it's really incredibly special and dear to me. And um, I can't say I feel that way about every single project that I've done in my life, but I certainly have those in, in my heart and, uh, and hopefully more coming. So... Yeah, I pretty much, as an actor, would love to do anything uh, that really takes you to a place that is incredibly fulfilling. Um, it's actually very therapeutic. But uh, superheroes, uh, obviously, is something that uh, I carry in me. Uh, I believe I am a superhero at times, but uh, I can't really tell you which one is better than the other. You just know it on the page. Something written very well and directed amazingly, you can't walk away from. But like I said, sometimes you don't know when that happens until the project is in the works and actually on the set. So it's exciting not to know. But when you do find out, it's even more special. Your most special movie or performance and why? You know, every single thing I've done in my life, it's always been special to me because it, it's taken me to a place to a time. And I love working on movie sets uh, so much that uh, I find joy in small movies. I find joy in small TV shows or big shows or big films. So for me, it's, it's always special. It's, you know, watching films that I've done, things that I've done so far, it takes you back to that place. Uh, it's a personal venture. So you know, it's like having kids, you know, and multiple kids. Uh, you all love them you know, and it's a different love for each one of them, but you don't love them any less. So for me, I can't speak one more than the other. But I can tell you that One Nation Under God was really special to me because the movie hasn't come out yet. I'm very excited about the film. It was a special moment in my life. It was a hard time in my, my personal life. And so I, I can relate to that film. So that's that's really special to me. But um, there's other ones, you know, that... Um, you know, working on Melrose Place with Aaron Spelling was special and Heather Locklear working with Mark Wahlberg on the big hit was really cool. Uh, I had great experiences on, mo on movie sets all over. So for me, is, uh, every one of them has a special place in my heart. And, uh, and I will always cherish every work I've done. Obviously, you know, working in Australia was really awesome. And meeting my good friends, my two Bobbies, was really special. And um, what can I say? I did a show called uh, Tribe, which is really incredible. Uh, we shot it in Australia many years ago. And I will always cherish that TV show. So every one of them is special to me. And uh, I will always cherish each and every one of them. Who is your favorite actor and why? My favorite actor and why? Well, I, I grew up watching Brando and Paul Newman and Steve McQueen. And I love movies that they've done i still do i will always love every single movie they've done 
But there's one actor that I got really close to in a sense that when I came to the United States in 1985, he was a role model to me, and he, and he is to this day. And that would have to be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has always been um, someone that I looked up to and still do. I had the chance to meet him a few times. I have great respect for the man. And I would have to say my favorite actor of all time, above everyone else, for my own personal reasons, would have to be Tom Cruise. Um, I was a teenager. He was my big brother. I watched every film. It was the right time, the right place. I mean, I pretty much learned the language watching his films. Um, when I was 12 years old and watching Top Gun and Color of Money, I mean, I knew I wanted to be an actor much younger than when I was 12 years old. I was a little boy. But at that time, in 1985, he was the man. He still is the man. And I have great respect for the guy. And I would have to say Tom Cruise. If you weren't an actor, what would you have done? If I wasn't an actor, what would I have done? Well, that would be simple. And I think most people that know me very well know that. A race car driver. I love racing. I always have... Uh, I race professionally, and that's what I would have done. I mean, that's what I like to do now in my time off. So race car driving will be it. What do you like to do in your spare time? What I like to do in my spare time? Well, I like to go fishing a lot. Me and my girl go fish all the time. Outdoors, training, working out, racing cars, riding motorcycles, skydiving once in a while, hanging out with my friends, I have few friends on this planet. I know who they are, and they know who they are. And spending time with them is very special to me. My family, my family in Italy, my kids, obviously. I, um, I love hanging out with people that I really love dearly. And, um, and watching movies. I, I, I love going to the movies. I love watching films. I'm excited about upcoming movies that are coming out. And I look forward to watching them. And... Um, yeah, all of it. What is the weirdest thing a fan has ever done? What is the weirdest thing a fan has ever done? Um, well, I can't really say. All my fans have been really grateful uh, and, and they've been amazing uh, to me from the beginning. Uh, I am so blessed to have my fan base who stuck with me from the beginning. Um, I wouldn't say weird. It's just, you know, they're very kind, kind people that send me kind letters uh, with, uh, with inspiration. They inspire me. Um, you know, the fans who have kept me going in my worst times, who have supported me through my worst times, who are there today, um, are just amazing, amazing to me. And they just inspire me to, to, to do better and to keep going in this business in this crazy business. So, um, what can I say? Um, I wouldn't say weird, but very kind. Um, the letters, um, I, I, I've received gifts, um, you know, uh, the, just amazing. I, I, I can't say weird. I only can say amazing. My fans are the best. What would be a good theme song for your life? A good theme song for my life? Stairway to Heaven, baby. Led Zeppelin. Says it all right there. And finally, for our true or false segment, you have a book coming out about your life. True or false? 
The segment for true or false. I have a book coming out next year about my life. That is true. And for our final true or false, did you recently launch a YouTube channel? I recently started a YouTube channel. Is that true or false? That is absolutely true. You can find Antonio on Instagram at Antonio Sabato Jr. and on YouTube at Our Life with Antonio and Cacho. Thank you, Antonio Sabato Jr. for answering our questions on the Showbiz Podcast. You've been listening to the Showbiz Podcast with Robert Rabia and Joey Coley-Sowry. 